right. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, that is a little bit of McConaughey. I never even tried to do it, but I think I've always always said that. But I do like checking the mic. And actually, I like um, checking the mic. I checked the mic before the podcast, and I didn't have the thing hooked up right. So I was glad I checked it. But let's do it again. Check one. Check two. This is it. Welcome to the Cannabis Coffee Hour. With your host, me, Rob Cantrell, coming at you with a solo edition, episode 170. I got a fresh cup of coffee, specifically made out of um, the pour-over Chemex style. Uh, I've moved on from the French press and I'm now with the Chemex, but I made a specific cup just for this. Like I kind of powered through the first Chemex. Uh, I'm allowed to drink filtered coffee because of my cholesterol, so that's what I'm doing. Um, But I got a nice cup of coffee and I got some great herbs, some guava is what it's called. Um, Guava sherbet. And uh, it's like when <laughs> it feels, you know, great. I, I don't know. Every time I've come across sherbet and guava, if it's, you know, done right or it's a good dispensary or legit, a lot of times these strains and stuff um, have been watered down because of the market and people just name shit shit. Um, but this. This one I've always kind of come across and always, it's kind of like one of the next ones past cookies, kind of more of a higher level. It's always been kind of a more of a relaxed feeling. And uh, that's what I got here for this episode. I wanted to do a solo episode because so much happened last week. That was like one of the busiest comedy weeks. Um, 420, the show uh, Dynamo Kingdom at the Chelsea Music Hall was wild. I know I've been talking about this forever, but it was, I just want to give a big thank you to Victor Vernado and Rebecca Trent who threw the whole thing together. It was video games, it was burlesque dancing and stand-up comedy and rap battle. Now, I didn't get to stay late for the rap battle because I had an early flight to Colorado. But the 420 show was just, oh man, Um, my set specifically was just a lot of fun. Um, everybody else, I mean, it was kind of a random crew. Um, it was hundred dollar tickets. So the people were there were very either Victor's really close friends or people that really wanted to chill and see a freaky vibe kind of had like an insider party vibe to it. Um, and they live streamed it. I don't, yeah, I haven't heard much because I just hit the road as soon as I did it. It was like one of those things like wham, bam. Uh, thank you, ma'am. Um, in terms of doing comedy and then having to get the hell out. But the comedy I did was fun. Like the beginning of my set, um, it was, they weren't clicking with me. And then I don't, halfway through it all kind of clicked. And then I had the whole crowd on my side. And then I had like one of the better sets of my life. Um, It was really weird. But the thing about comedy, if you end strong, 
if you close strong, people love it. And that's what happened. It was like one of those classic um, comedy sets um, that you're like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And then it kind of comes together, middle of it, and then they kind of get on your side. Whereas sometimes they get on your side from the beginning and then they lose them. Sometimes they never get on your side. So out of all the scenarios, that's kind of the better arc is to have people being like, what, huh? And then they all are into it. That's what kind of happened. And uh, yeah, it was just a cool, cool show. Dave Hill, who's an awesome comedian and writer, kind of like just a, and a great guitarist. He has like two bands. He makes, he's like a clothes designer and he does, he writes books and he does stand up and he's good at it. I've done shows with him for years, but he's never like a comedy club super dude. He kind of does his own theater thing and kind of, he always beats to, I always liked him because he was like an artist or a musician and he kind of had his own beat and rhythm and lane. Um, but he was there and it was great catching up with him and talking to him. But he, I had, I wore my mask the whole time. I know it feels like it's going away, but uh, you know, I'm at the eight, I haven't caught it yet. And Dave has already caught it. And he was telling me like he caught it on tour like six months ago or something. And I was leaving right to go to Denver. He was like, good idea with the mask. Keep it on. So I've been keeping it on. And uh, and then I went to Denver. And if you listen to the last episode with Ben Kronberg, who's awesome. But he has his own show that he runs out there called the Denver Comedy Lounge. And it's like a weekend show that packs out in this little, you know, behind this uh, um, kind of like a sushi sake discotheque i don't know what's going on no it's pretty fun it's like a cool restaurant with a back room that's really large but he kind of got the lighting right and he's got the stage at the right size and he has a consistent crowd he just he really put together a phenomenal phenomenal show i just wanted to give a shout out to big ben out there in denver holding it down and he put me up in a great hotel uh the catbird hotel which was awesome this was like Probably the most like progressive boutique hotel I've had because it was like you go into the room and then there's a loft in the room and then there was like automatic window shades and I would look down the whole street of Denver right into a mountain. That was dope. And then they had pour over coffee. They had their own Chemex in this like and then the lobby had CBD coffee in terms of cannabis. Oh, man. Denver was back. Uh, riding high, I would say that I was definitely feeling like a high plains drifter. You know, I haven't left New York. This was my first time besides doing the Roanoke Comedy Festival, besides going to, uh, you know, some of the place of my birth, uh, going back to the area that was so familiar. That was a fucking trip going back there, but going to Denver was dope. Um, because you know, there's dispensaries everywhere. I got Weed Map app. Uh, as soon as I touched down, Ben and I went to, I did a podcast with Ben at his apartment. I crashed the first night at his apartment, which was, he had his own pad and it was fucking sick. It was in like a new building, but way up. But but then he had the balcony. And um, like having a balcony in those cities is like awesome because uh, you can just smoke herb out there. Uh, 
But I, I, I did a little bit of that, but Denver's just like mad legal. And then they got these like electric scooters, these limes. I didn't ride those, but they're everywhere. I don't know. The world's in the very wild. It was, I mean, Colorado always had this wild west. Even California. I think people on the East Coast don't understand. It's just more spread out. And there's just, you definitely have like room. But within that room, there's like, you kind of can feel alone. That's like the whole, you know, wow, wow, West. Um, even in LA, it's like spread. It's not like New York is like, I'm doing this podcast and I'm sure like people are hearing me all around. <laughs> and, uh, um, you're just on top of each other. But, but in the best way. And it keeps you kind of like up front and connected to people because we're all connected you know the ego is an illusion of you know the overthinking sometimes um i understand the like i don't know i don't want to get into talking about metaphysical stuff i mostly want to talk about yeah cannabis on this thing um on this trip um like uh ben gave me this big thing of just uh indica that somebody gave him homegrown so i had it down to like getting these great you know joints the best the best strain i had was called rob gnarly that i got at a dispensary in um in boulder colorado i took a bus to boulder i don't know it was a wild trip i'll just go it through it like this is like i do love hotels i do love my alone time and uh and it's good for like I'm meditating and stretching, like I'm doing everything right. I'm getting like the uh, ten thousand steps in. I'm reading, and then you know in Denver you throw cannabis on there, and the cannabis just helps me deal with a lot of the anxiety around performing and being in these news places and being able to sleep in these places and kind of a deterrent from, you know, getting drunk or drinking alcohol. Um, Cause yeah, I just pound water. Uh, yeah. This whole trip, like I haven't been drinking Coca-Cola. It's mostly just been coffee. And then, yeah, the Denver, this hotel had a rooftop um, that was awesome, but I didn't smoke on the rooftop. It was a little she, she was the only problem with that, but they had these dope ass couches and I sat there. I mean, I was high as hell from, smoking a joint from they had a little smoking section outside it was like in kind of like the warehouse district like it wasn't there was like two other like brand new hotels and then there was like you could tell it was like they do this in brooklyn a lot they'll like have a fancy hotel but then they'll have apartments as well for rent so that's what was going on they had that but not all the rooms were filled so the hotel prices like i would say he probably got the room for 250. It was like a higher end hotel. It wasn't like Motel 6 or Days In. But I had to take, you know, an elevator. The trippy thing about this was the shows was awesome. Catbird Hotel was awesome. Um there was dispensaries like in every direction. Um so I was never without a spliff. And I was writing. Um, today I just have a little one hitter, so that's me just taking a break like that and enjoying this super dope uh, pour over coffee. I have to say, 
I forgot the company. It was a female company. It was a bag of beans I drew, I bought right at the fly, but I should have grabbed the company because they it, it was like ethically sourced coffee. Like I I think I'm getting more into that mindset, especially as I get older and I kind of got my head around the cholesterol and kind of like can kind of like the whole thing with this podcast. I just wanted to put something positive out in the universe. And build it and not really think about the growth as much or the commercialism. Like I'm I'm dipping into that a little bit, but mostly like kind of start small and good. Which I think we've done. I could tell from the numbers. You know, there is an audience and people must be smoking one hitters and drinking coffee and listening to me. Um, and I'm having a blast doing it. And I got some great shows coming up. I've already booked some, two of the next guests. But I also just wanted to talk about these uh, hotels. And uh, because I had another day, I had a day, a Sunday, where I had to get out of the really nice hotel. And then my flight was on Monday. But I booked a show in Boulder. Now, that's what, it's kind of a move amongst comedians. Like, if you do, like, a weekend at a comedy club. And sometimes they have Sunday shows, but sometimes they don't. But sometimes you'll, if you're just in town or in that area, the move is to look around and find, like, the top one-night show, you know. And sometimes those are going on. Most towns nowadays, stand-up has gotten so popular there's multiple shows, but uh, I booked the show in Boulder. Uh, shout out to Brent Gill and the whole Boulder comedy show family. All the comics on the bill were dope and funny. The local comics were hilarious and edgy and um, interesting, smart. I yeah, I just fucking I fucks with that. <laughs> I love me some Colorado. Colorado has been good to me, and I am a hippy dippy. Um, hot smoking, you know, freak. So it it definitely fits a little bit, but it doesn't have that East Coast thing and it doesn't have uh, as much flavor in some parts um, as much as the East Coast or I really, I really loved San Francisco because it had that weed culture as well. But New York's coming there like uh, the 420 show that I did at the Chelsea Music Hall, the owner was there. And he was even passing out pre-rolls. And they were great. Um, they were part. They were exactly what I want. I want some part CBD, part THC. I like a good strain. Um, not over 20% THC. Um, I mean, I can. Like, I'm learning that my body can take it now a little bit more that I've got my cholesterol in control. Like... I haven't eaten any real chicken or red meat in the last three weeks. It's most, I had salmon last night and doing, try, the doctor said, you know, just try to eat fish twice a week as well as leafy greens and avocados and nuts. You know, they, it's called a Mediterranean diet. So I've been just leaning in on that shit and I love it and rocking some fresh oatmeal. The one thing about the oatmeal, uh, this Catbird Hotel they had great, it was like total, you know, they had a great uh, organic breakfast and everything. And they had cooks out there. But I, you know, I like to not hang out in public areas too much. I like to get in and get out. 
but uh, they had prepackaged. It was called overnight oats, chai soaked oatmeal. It was like chai, chai milk, and then or oat milk. I don't know what it was, but it was soaked in oatmeal. So it had that chai taste, and then it was in the refrigerator, and then it had cut apples, cinnamon apples on top of it, fresh cinnamon apples, but they were like the gooey kind. Um, I think they must have been cooked and then chilled, uh, but they had that, and I was, and that was five dollars, and I just ate that every morning. That was my move. I just run down, grab one of those, grab a CBD coffee. Uh, smoke a uh, ha- smoke like they would get you know you get those pre rolls of the uh, Rob Gnarly strain and uh, and you only have to hit one or two of the you know you only have to hit it once or twice for me it's like if I had good cannabis access which is gonna happen in New York any minute now hopefully with uh, World War Three on <laughs> deck hopefully not you know but I have no control over any of it. Only my personal vibe that I put out there. And I have to say, I dig everything right now. This awareness, this moment, this plant, this coffee, this herb, this podcast. You listening right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a... So I would eat, eat the uh, chai... Chai overnight soaked oatmeal. Like, it's just so good to have something nice on your the base of your stomach. Like, oatmeal, I don't know. I've been doing oatmeal at home. I didn't do it this morning. I went right back to my peanut butter banana shake, which is like almost a dessert. It's so good. But it's also healthy. It's not the worst. Some people shit on peanut butter. But, yo, peanut butter doesn't have cholesterol, okay? And it's a clean protein. And peanuts and... Nuts, I think they just have good oils for your your for your joints and your eyeballs and shit like that, you know? Cause we're all made of the earth, bruh. Um yeah, it's like yeah, lately I'm getting into like just the whole ego death of um understanding that we are a part of nature. You know, as much as we try to think we're not, we are. And that's like that Love and Rockets song. No, no, tail to tail. No, no. If you go against nature, that's part of nature too. <laughs> something like that. It's like something to be like, it's natural to go against nature and then it's natural to come back to it. The ebb and flow. And as we flow on down, the podcastville while I'm, while I'm experiencing great cannabis uh, from my one hitter this is like one of those fake uh fake um cigarette ones but now they make them with like these spiky claws so you can just grab the bud almost but my only other thing is you could smoke crack out of it so i don't know if it's that because it's like in the inner city and it was i kind of got it at kind of a grunt grungy head shop i'm thinking about like i know there's some really good head shops in manhattan right now that i've been eyeing up like they have like the good glass and you know the good products in terms of like the rolling paper not your just typical you know tobacco 
um, blunt raps. And not that I'm hating on any of that shit, but a lot of it is sustainability. You're going to hear a lot about that word. And, and, it, and I, when I first heard it, I was like, what? But over the years, and even now, like, that's with this podcast, you got to do stuff that is, like, sustainable, like, that you could do over time, that you could spend um, time in, and you could keep on going and not wear you out. That's when they say, like, working from the ego, eventually it'll burn you out. Like, it's just not sustainable. It's not sustainable to work at that level. Um, but it is sustainable serving others. Um, and hopefully this podcast serves others. Hopefully it makes you feel, you know, a little bit more normal as legalization becomes more apparent and, you know, global. As you could tell from all these, like, you know, 10 years ago, 420 wasn't this big or 20 years ago, it wasn't this big. It's just slowly evolved into like, now it's like, dude, there's every concert on a Wednesday is like sold out shows everywhere. Um, because all these stoners love some music and comedy and getting out there. Um, it feels like, you know, COVID's dropping and people are going to get out there. But I had this show in Boulder and that was trip, man. Boulder was beautiful. And it's not that far from Denver. It's only like 40 minutes away. And if you're ever there, you could take a, it's like a bus. It's a $6, you know, almost like a city bus you would catch. Uh, up there super easy and they have a little town it's like i've been to aspen and Vail. this seems like a little bit bigger and just like a little bit more grand you know it's kind of denver almost but not really uh like you're driving up in there up in those mountains where um denver they say is the highlands that's what i learned from some of the i got a ride from the bull Shout out to the to the uh, couple that uh, brought me home um, from the Boulder show. They were awesome, and um, I'll get them on the podcast. But their names slipped me right. They gave me a great ride, and they were awesome and funny and interesting. We had a good. Ease. They just drove me back, but I will say, uh, driving up there, taking the bus up there was easy. You know, it's all, it was less than an hour. It was like 40 minutes. It was nothing. And it was like zero traffic. And you're looking at the mountain. And it's like this public bus. And it's only $6. And you're going up to this like cool mountain town. And in the mountain town was like the best like times. They, they had their music. It felt like some type of, you know, elf, elf fucking ski village, you know. And what was so epic about Boulder, that was actually where Mork and Mindy, the great Robin Williams, comedian, actor, uh, that's where he came from. I was thinking about that on that bus ride up there and how good of a show Mork and Mindy was. Mork and Mindy, like, uh, you know, it was such a coked out 80s uh, thing, but it actually came from Happy Days, which was another classic sitcom that ran forever. Uh, but Mork and Mindy was an alien. Mork was from Ork, and he lived with this Boulder girl that drove a Jeep, uh, this, like, crunchy girl, and they lived in Boulder, and she had this alien, Mork, living with her. 
But he was completely straight, and the whole story was completely straight. But he wasn't straight. He could speak. It was wild, man. Probably some of the best sitcom acting. In terms of, like, stand-up, Robin Williams is one of the best. His special from the Great American Music Hall, I remember watching that with my dad and dying laughing. It was, like, one of the first HBO specials. I think it was even before Eddie Murphy. Or it was, like... The early 80s, there was this explosion of stand-up in the early 80s. And that's what kind of got me. But during the 90s, it dipped down. But I, re- I watched all that shit. I loved HBO. And I, the only reason we got it is that because I got honor roll that year. And I, it was really hard to get honor roll for me. It was just, I, I don't know. I've been reading a little bit about ADHD. I may have, you know, I was never diagnosed for any of that shit. It was just like I just came out of the womb a little funky and funny and ended up being a stand-up comic. But I will say I've been meditating like before we eat or anything. 20 minutes a day. And meditation has been, if it's any like depression or ADHD or general life funk um it has helped like get my mind around it and with the one uh, i keep on going to it but maybe i won't talk about it i'll try not to talk about it. i'll go back to boulder but something about awareness and um that's the cylinder of everything like the moment you're aware that's actually the real moment and it's almost a container so if you're thinking negative thoughts or jealousy and all that shit, you're kind of fucking with the container of uh, of your awareness. You're not really in that moment. You're fantasizing, manifesting, and kind of fucking with your container. And the awareness is like the container. So if you're, you know, that's why like positive dudes like, if they have shit that go bad, you know, they just kind of, it's almost reframing it. But at the same time, I, you know, there's brutal realities of reality that you have to face head on. And that's also, you know, a Buddhist thing. But back to Mork and Mindy and Boulder. And uh, it, yeah, Boulder was just a great town. The show was a little tough. I'll, I'll admit it, uh, there were some great comics on the bill, um, but it was fun and still cool, and they had, like, food trucks there, and I got a great falafel. I've been getting into falafel. It has zero cholesterol, and um, so I've been getting I've been getting falafels on the road if they have it. Like, if there's always a Middle Eastern joint, that's always good. Not that I'm, like, a pro- uh, snob that way. Like, I can make it work at a 7-Eleven. Because I'll show you the the flip side of all of this is like I stayed at this really good hotel, but then I had like one off night to do this Boulder show and I stayed downtown and I had an early flight, which I'll tell you all about. That was some wild shit. Uh, I'll get in and out of that one. But um, but uh, I was uh, I stayed one night that I had to put myself up and I stayed at the I was by myself. I didn't have that many. I had. I always travel like if I'm just doing a weekend. I have one Swiss Army backpack, and I actually can get my laptop, two to three pairs of pants, two to three shirts. 
I try to wear my coats. I got one raincoat shell and I have one uh, sweatshirt. And then I just kind of go with pants, ton of underwear, ton of socks. And two pairs of pants and a few shirts. The worst thing about being on the road, if you got to double up on the socks or you got to go buy some socks, you try to, no matter how rich you are, like I know Cat Williams lost him a lot of money and I did it like in the beginning of my career and comics do it everywhere. Like when you go somewhere to get paid and they pay you for the shows and stuff, you still get lunches and breakfasts and, and dinners and just all the bullshit that you kind of spend money on when you're traveling around. Whereas you're when you're at your own apartment, you can kind of get that on check. You know, you can make your own fucking coffee. You could eat a lunch at home. You can make some eggs in the morning. But uh, when you're on the road, you got to figure that shit out. And all that shit, you know, takes um, a little bit of money. So, in, in, but one way is just balling out and not t- thinking about it and getting like the plushest hotels. Like I, what I have learned, and as good as the cat bird was, and it was very good, and I would stay there with my family, it wasn't the most convenient to like a lot of stuff. There was a few restaurants and a few dispensaries. I would say it's like on the up and coming, like I could see it being like the cool neighborhood in like five years. Now it's kind of like the underground, uh, you know, there's clubs, there's young people, there's like, you know, very fusion restaurants. There's probably, you know, arty people doing coke somewhere and weed smoking uh, musicians everywhere. Uh, But, uh, but then I stayed at the Days Inn, which got like two stars. There was literally the Seven Eleven was straight up like, you know, Denver still has that like uh, San Francisco homeless like gutter punk weirdo. And now with mental health, you know, I'm after being in New York for so long, you become you know such a cold person to the homeless problem. Um, like I had the warmest heart when I first went to San Francisco and it kind of kept there. And then LA, I don't know. I just lived in my car and at people's apartments here and there and then shows. But New York is like, you just, I mean, it's just so, it's not its fault. There's no fault to it. And there's actually some Zen to it, but there is so many people, but I have been giving money to homeless people here and there. If they're older, that's when I do it. When they're younger than I am, but even with mental health these days, you see Will Smith slap and Chris, you know, people are on point, man. You want to talk about don't push me because I'm close to the edge. That's where people are right now. People are close to the edge and we're coming out of it. But it's been for for real, real two and a half years of hiding out and psychopathing on on the Internet and wearing masks. And, you know, I don't know. That's just it's just been an odd, odd time. But it's never not been odd. So that's the one thing that we got going for us. <laughs> but it's definitely not boring. Um, because this trip was definitely not boring in this hotel. So I just needed the hotel to get to Boulder. Like I just needed to throw my backpack, my one backpack down. But I will say like it looks scummy from the... I like a good Motel 6. And I'll tell you why. This wasn't a Motel 6. It was... But it was right across this huge rock venue. You could tell like people from the 80s must have partied up in this place. Um, it was right in Denver, downtown. There was like, it looked, it felt like the college 
street. There was like this 24 hour arcade uh, bar right down the street. It was just like this uh, kind of, you know, place where you buy a Dayglow poster and uh, um, buy, a, you know, they had a crazy pizza places, you know, when you go to the crazy head shop and smoke bad weed and end up buying slices when you're um, 19. Which a part of me is always that dude. <laughs> but I like granola and good yogurt and uh, oatmeal now and and uh, really fresh fish. Uh, I made some Brussels sprouts last night. Bomb! Chopped up some fucking garlic, chopped up some onions, salt and pepper, greens, uh, green goddess, like the dust, like the spice. Hit it with that. And then I had this pizza spice, which was mostly just like basil and oregano and shit. But you, it's like a gourmet like pizza. Th- and I haven't been housing pizza because I'm kind of staying away from the cheese. But uh, I hit that with the crazy pizza spice, the uh, Brussels sprouts. And then you just burn. And, and I chopped a bunch of fresh garlic. And then I mixed that all up in olive oil. And I put it on a pan and put it in the oven 400 for 40 minutes. You know, always kind of flipping them and dishing them. I have some left over, and I have some salmon left over from last night from this meal I cooked. And I'm going to make a great kale, cold Caesar salad. Um, the Caesar dressing is kind of, <laughs> you know, not the healthiest. But I think the other two cancel it out a little bit. Looking forward to that, making my lunch. Um, after I do this uh, podcast. But what I was going to say about the days in is they kind of had the motel style where the door is out into the world. And there was junkies and shit all around. People getting busted, like weird rock venue. It wasn't weird. It was like, you know, a midside. The Fillmore was down the street. This one was called the Ogden. I've seen like cool metal bands play there. I haven't seen them personally, but I've seen flyers that have this venue on it. Um, I love old rock venues i always loved village voice and uh you know, all those city paper in dc it was called the city paper and in san francisco it was called the sf weekly and they would all all have like the concerts and the astrology charts and the fucking you know weed's about to be legal and check out this band and i went on this hike and i don't know uh, those weekend kind of arty magazines um, I always enjoyed those. Um, yo. I'm just checking if we're going. And now it's, my computer's asking me for my password. Like, motherfucker, you know who this is? But everything's getting more security checked these days, which I don't mind in terms of technology because we move from app to app and you're always like updating and and uh yeah we're still recording still going um but we're always updating and all this stuff so you lose it but what i love about those motel styles where it's just like the door and especially when i'm on my own and the thing was is like uh during covid is like i there's no hallways so that's good and i'm on the fourth floor and you had to go through the uh you had to go through the lobby to go upstairs because it was all outside. It was like, you know, that motel outside thing. 
But I was on the fourth floor, so no riffraff will go to the fourth floor. And they already got to go to the lobby. They'll mess with maybe the people on the first floor. But in uh, that way, I could always like pop out of my room. I'm on this balcony. Nobody was on the balcony. Nobody was even there. I, I don't know if people, it was sold out, but it was kind of like, I think everybody did the same thing. It was like the cheap hotel that you use if you're a smart traveler for the one night that you got to get up for a flight early in the morning. Like it literally, I used it literally as a closet and a place to lay down for maybe four hours after going to a show in Boulder and doing all that. Like after one of those shows, it kind of has that post-concert. If you ever used to go to concerts or you still go to concerts, like afterwards you're like all burnt and you're like, oh, dang, I just got to go home and sleep. You're not even drunk or high. You're just in that kind of just like all the adrenaline. I think it's coming down from the adrenaline. A lot of like my fascination with stand-up was the adrenaline. Um, I still enjoy it. Um, and just the tastic hand. And I love jokes and making funny and, 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 and the whole game of it all. And I dig the scene and, you know, it's been really good to me. Um, it's, it's made me, I've definitely seen the world a lot more. I mean, I was a traveler before doing stand up, but I got to do stand up in like going to Denver this week. And that was dope. And that was just a regular joint. Um, when I toured Tracy, that was crazy on jets and shit. But this, what I'm saying is this was kind of sweet in terms of having the shitty hotel room, but I, you know, it was Denver. So I had the best herb. I had that, I had all this indica that I would roll up and I've been rolling up in Jamaica for all these years. Um, I always, whenever I've been to Jamaica a few times and ever, you know, like for four or five days where I'm just rolling joints the whole time. So you get good at it. And I don't roll, you know, it's so expensive that I don't roll in New York and I don't want to be that high. But when I was in Denver, I kind of had, I had it down to like the pre-roll of Rob Gnarly, hit that a couple times during the day. And then at night or right before my flight, like I just roll up some indica that somebody gave me, but it was outdoor grown. It was awesome. I had these great rolling papers that were 100% organic. I love it when it's like a small company rolling papers that are like a small company. And I love when the paper is not, when they're, it's like pure hemp. That's why raw got it down and it has that nice brown, like it's not dyed. It hasn't been cured. A lot of those white papers are just been bleached and that then you end up smoking that. Like that's like, like that's the only thing about this metal one hitter, but my glass one hitter is too clogged and I need to clean it. And then I just wasn't up for cleaning it before the shows. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll just smoke a little bit, but this herb is so good. I kind of want to smoke more and more. That's the problem with good herb. Um, but I did go like three days, four days without it, like right before 420. Just things were tight. Uh, ran out, uh, didn't re-up, and then I had just a bunch of shit to do. And it was fine. As long as I know that's what I'm doing. That It's kind of like you getting angry when you're hungry, you know? <laughs> so you kind of get more mindful. And I think meditation has helped that. Like you just kind of get mindful. And then I always also know it's there at the end of the road. A lot of times it's like when you know, I think that's like that feeling of knowing that it's there at the end of the road. 
And I knew it was going to be there at the 420 show, and I was right. People gave me a bunch of free, great, organic, like literally whatever. The, the thing I always ask for is what I got. And it was a great show on 420. I lit up a joint right in New York City, and it was uh, live streamed around the world and did my set on st- with the joint on stage. That was funny. That's that's when that set turned around is when I lit up the joint <laughs> on 420. But it was a tricky room and all the comics were killing. And uh, the crowd wasn't fully packed. You know, it was $100 tickets. That's why I said it had kind of this like, it definitely had the underground party scene or vibe. And uh, there was a lot of, it was a super, shout out again, Dynamo Kingdom Victor Vernado, Rebecca Trent on production. It was just, a, I loved it. I loved it. And I loved it that it wasn't super packed because it didn't feel unhealthy. Um, but as concerts are opening up, Denver, nobody wore masks. And I had to, I wore masks. You know, I promised uh, my fam, like when I was going, I haven't been going out, like I haven't been exposed to that many people. Like I've been doing it here and there. But I do think there's like, you know, a uh, germ shock to it all. And that's what, uh, but I took a test last night, no COVID. And I wore a mask the whole time, except whenever I was on stage or by myself or just hanging outside with a few people that I know. Um, Because I did smell the snot (laughs) next to the flight. Like I remember I had this dude was coughing and then the other dude was sniffling it was kind of like oh it's coming back is like the word on the street was it's like because i see my friends touring that are stand-ups or musicians and then they'll be like oh i gotta cancel some shows i got a bad test so that's what's going on because the work is out there that's that's the weird limbo that i've been in but that's what i love about doing this podcast is that i'm not subjected to anybody else's um schedule or platform or even ideas or you know the guests um i got some really cool diverse guests that i you know that i i don't hear on other podcasts and especially are, are not being interviewed by a stone caffeinated uh part-time rapping comedian that loves plants and squirrels in the earth. Um, But yeah, bravo to Denver, man. Bravo to Colorado. Those mountains just inspire me when I'm out there. And when I see them, they're just so grandiose. It's, It's the same thing with the ocean, man. When I'm, when you're around it, it humbles you. And, but it also makes, uh, makes you like, it's so grand, you know, it's so big that it inspires you because it's so real. It is what it is and it's right there and it's big and it grandiose. It doesn't have to tell you that. It just is. And that's what I, I think is amazing about it. Um, and I've been listening, I've been watching actually, I guess Turnstile played uh, Coachella, and which is douche douchey and then it's weird that i'm a, almost a 50 year old dude talking about a new band <laughs> but i love it i think those guys are rad and i love the songs and uh, i was watching the crowd but i don't uh, i'm definitely not 
into going to packed concerts. Maybe some mellow jam band shit where I can like hang out up in the upper rafters and smoke bowls with my buddies. That's what I used to do anyway. That's where I saw the dead. I remember specifically seeing the dead at RFK and the Tibetan Freedom Show uh, with Pearl Jam and uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers and the Beastie Boys was the day I saw it. And uh, and I usually go up to the ra- I go way up to the top and I smoke bowls and check them out after seeing the scene close up in hand because P- like crowds get me wigged out. If it gets too crazy, I start to back out. Except on stage. And if it gets crazy, I'm going to back out too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, being around that too many people. The comedy clubs are good because it's like small and intimate. But I do like theaters. And when it gets to that point, it kind of lends itself in a good direction. Um I, my next stand-up show, I got, I'm booking myself, and this is what it is. It's a it, Littlefield, Rob Cantrell, and Super Friends, June 26, and I got Dave Hill booked on it. I got this comedian, Reggie Conquest. Reggie's hilarious. Uh, he's He was on that show, Insecure, TV show, and then Joelle Johnson, who I had at my album release, who also did the 420 show, and she has a special on Peacock, and... She's awesome and dope, and she's been on this podcast, so um, look out for that. Look out for those shows in Brooklyn. Right now, I'm shifting gears, and I'm going to just dig into this podcast and uh, line it up. I I just enjoy um, slowly evolving it, you know, getting the music a little bit bigger, better. Uh, I will say the last episode with Ben Cronenberg, like, um, the audio was a little blippity blap because I taped the video on my phone and I was using this splicing with a uh, lavalier mic. And I don't know, for some reason, when I took the audio out of the video, it started blippity blapping on me. And that's why I put the beat underneath it because it was just too distracting. And so, you know, I think the beat sounded good for a little bit, but I could see it. I don't know if somebody's going to listen to the whole thing. I don't know. So, you know, each time I'm, I've, I've, but I always wanted to experience, I like, I like the sound of a smooth beat over somebody talking. It's just always worked, but maybe, you know, in everything it has timing and in dosage, timing and dosage. That's my next song. This goes out to all those (laughs) weed smoking freaks. Acid dropping, weed smoking, mushroom tripping freaks. Timing and dosage. Timing and dosage. It's so important to you and your mood. Um, Because there's a perfect time for everything. Uh, this has been the perfect time to uh, do the Cannabis Coffee Hour 170. I wanted to talk about the Denver shows. I wanted to talk about Boulder. Thank you, Ben Cronenberg. Thank you, Brent Gill. Thank you, uh, Denver and Boulder. I'll be back. Um, 
Check out the strain Rob Gnarly and the strain Guava Sherbert. Sherbert and Guava, Guava Sherbert has always been kind of a plush one. And Rob Gnarly I just came across and let me tell you, it was hitting. It was, I, I enjoyed that. I was bummed when I ran out of it. But that might be, you know, a bit of my narcissism that I just liked it because it was my name. But I thought it was funny and it was just like, oh, that's, you know, that was the loose joints that they were selling. Like, usually when I would go into the dispensary, all the, disp- they take your ID twice. This is how they did it in Colorado. But uh, I always ask for, and it's the cheapest way. The thing about the, the, the dispensaries, if you love pot and you, you're not in a medical state, they can get you for like 200, 300, even more. You know, it matters, I don't know what how you're smoking or what you're doing with it. But what I do is just get the one uh, pre-roll. And I ask them what pre-rolls they have and what pre-rolls they have under 20% THC. That's my move. And this, Rob Marley was the one. And then the other dude, it was like, not. it was a GMO, I don't know, it was a super organic one, but a heavy indica. I had that one. And then I had another one that was a hybrid um, that I, that you, that was from the last episode. Um, but the, but the, so yeah, so that's what you could do is just go in there and ask for the pre-roll. And even a pre-roll, like, they're usually like one gram, like, and it's already like shredded good weed. And that you could split up. And if you have a one hitter, you can make that last forever. And uh, not forever, but three or four sessions. So that's, that's $7, make it $7 move like, like you have a half a bag. <laughs> So yeah, if I have two or three pre-rolls, if you always have two or three pre-rolls, you're good. But that was the only, yeah, I won't go into that. (laughs) You know, sharing herb, I will say somebody wanted to share herb with me and all I had was a pre-roll and I let him hit it. But then after he hit it, I ripped the, (laughs) I ripped the uh, fucking, uh, filter off of it and hit it like that because i was like ah you know covid and comics out there it was another comic and he was awesome funny all the local comics in denver that i worked with were awesome shout out everybody um the cannabis coffee hour um like subscribe uh, write a story you can reach me at contact at robcantrell.com uh, big guest coming up well cool guess i think that's that's always been you know i just wanted to do something cool and uh, i do say that i having a podcast where i just sample coffee and smoking herb is one of the cooler ones (laughs) that i've done (laughs) one of the cooler projects that i've done when you can combine things who knows how it will turn out but i definitely want to have more musicians and have more live music, we'll get more beats, we'll get more herb, we'll get more guests. Um, expanding the brand, but what helps me the most is Patreon. Sign up to the Patreon, man. You can give me give me three to five to 19 bucks a month, and uh, there's a, I can give you coffee, I can, we're gonna roll out dope-ass uh, um, sweatshirts. I did get a great sweatshirt. Shout out to the googly eye crew. 
You could check them out at Googly Eye Crew. I got a great uh, sweatshirt from that brand at the 420 show, and I love it. It's kind of like a graffiti writer's dream, but it has like uh, googly eyes, and on the back it has googly eyes, heart, NYC, and it's a black plush fucking sweatshirt. And I've been uh, wearing that as my like chill around the house um, sweatshirt, and I I feel like a a dope-ass graffiti writer and it has, uh, it's just like really super soft. It was just, it's made really well. So check that whole brand out. That's my buddy. Um, yeah. Cannabis Coffee Hour. Like and subscribe. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. We got some exciting episodes coming up. Um, and I'll catch you next time. Peace.